it sounded like when Israel's national men's hockey team celebrated winning its first ever gold medal back in 2019. They defeated Iceland to win the IIHF Championship Tournament in Mexico for their division. The Israeli men were scheduled to play in the 2024 version of this tournament in April in Serbia, but that's now in doubt after the world's governing body for hockey announced a few days ago it was barring the men's team, the women's team, and two junior boys' teams from competing abroad. Now, the resulting uproar caused the organization to issue a second statement two days later explaining that the ban was not political. It was because they'd done a risk assessment and polled the member countries and after October 7th, couldn't guarantee 100% security for the players, coaches, and fans expected to come out to these events where Israel was set to compete. Although the IAHF never mentioned October 7th specifically, but they were obviously referring to the Hamas attack on Israel and the subsequent spike in anti-Israel protests, taking over the streets of European cities and Canadian ones too, since Israel declared war on the terrorists in Gaza and tens of thousands of Palestinians have been killed in the fighting. The hockey ban has shocked the Israeli team and its supporters and Canadians connected to the Israeli hockey program who feel it's penalizing the Jewish state on the ice for actions happening on the front lines. I really strongly feel about what's happening here. Uh, and I think we don't deserve to be banned from these games, from these competitions. I think they have to step it up and provide security and make sure that everyone is safe. Because basically no one is safe in Europe right now. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, January the 15th, 2024. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, sponsored by Metropia. The NHL and also the NHL Players Association issued statements on Saturday expressing their concern over the IIHF ban on Israel, and a German cabinet minister has come out saying the ban should be reversed. Israel is going to appeal to the Court of Arbitration for Sport in Switzerland, but the legal challenge likely won't be in time to get the under-20 men's junior team back into their scheduled tournament. It's set to start a week from today in Bulgaria. Israel won the silver medal last year. The president of the IIHF, Luke Tardif, told me the agency could revisit the blanket ban for the other Israeli teams next month during a council meeting. Still, the ban stings, especially for Eliezer Sherbatov. He's a left winger, and he was one of the players letting out whoops of joy in that audio I played at the opening of our episode. The Israeli-born Canadian star was the captain of the Israeli men's team at the time, and he scored the gold medal winning goal. Now he's 32, and he had hoped to get another shot at representing his native country. We reached him in Montreal, where he lives with his family. Welcome to the CJN Daily. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's good to speak to you as uh, the fallout continues from the IIHF, the International Hockey Federation, deciding to not allow Israeli teams to compete in world-level competitions, including the men's team, the under 20, the under 18, and the women's national team. So I'm so glad we reached you because you, of course, were the captain, I think, of the of the Israeli national men's team. And I'm not sure what your affiliation still is. So maybe first, before we ask you what your reaction is, tell us what you're still, how you're tied still, if at all, to the Israeli team. Well, I, I'm I'm always part of the Israeli team. I think I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in the walls of, of uh, every every rink and and 
I'm part of the Israeli national team since I'm 13 years old. So that's never going to change. Okay, so this impacts you directly then, because you were going to maybe try, maybe suit up for the the games, the tournaments. So you heard about the fact that this came out. Were you at all aware or did you have any sort of background information about the sort of negotiations or the investigations and stuff leading up to them to decide that it's not safe enough to have the Israeli teams? Or or you just found out the way we did? Yes, I found out the way you did. I think the the federation was was in, in discussion, but uh, obviously we're 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 shocked in in some way in some ways, and I'm shocked in some ways. But it, I understand in another way as well because they're trying to protect us, and they're trying to protect you know the tournament and the other players as well because there's a lot of anti-Semitism right now. But the only thing I can, you know, I can say as well is, you know, hockey is probably the hockey players probably are the most, the, the least political uh, sports people in, 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 in team sports, in my opinion. If we compare to basketball, if we compare to uh, football, we're, we're not that political. We just, we just want to play. And that's why it's, it's, it's disappointing that we, they couldn't manage to find a way as as a uh, um, tournament and countries to find a way to protect us and the uh, uh, the tournament the tournament itself and the players let me just ask you you mentioned that you know you're the least political so for example the nba they take stands on black lives matter the nfl they take a knee and there's all that the nhl has started to do things but you know, with Pride Week, that didn't go over so well. Um, they do a lot of sort of uh, breast cancer. I'm trying to think of what else. But soccer, football soccer, European soccer is very political. But I do think that we should point out that Russian teams are banned and Belarus from international competition since the uh, invasion, which you literally lived through with yes. Mariupol. And so uh, did you ever get a chance to read the the press release this week you saw what they said about why israel shouldn't come yes yes it's about safety and it's about safety okay so the the same language is being was used when russia and belarus were were kicked out and and saying that it was also they couldn't guarantee the safety having lived through the russian invasion of ukraine how does it sit with you that they're trying to do the same thing when israel was the one that was invaded this is where it gets very touchy because it's for us it's the 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 complete opposite right but at the end of the day the the still the ihf they're trying to stay you know switzerland they're trying not to say too many things but we all know in other words that we're banning russia because what they're doing it's not because to to put safety in in in, in players Obviously, if my choice, I would let Russian players play because it's they're, they're only hockey players. They just want to play hockey. They have no political interest in that. We just want to play and 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 be part of the most prestigious uh, tur- tournaments out there. But in, in in our situation, it's really really for safety. So that's that's where it's it's a bit touchy. So I. I I could understand the IHF, but I could understand the frustration uh, of of the Israeli national team and and the uh, Israelis and the federation that they didn't find uh, a a good you know agreement to keep us in that tournament because 
right now there is tournaments that Israel's are part in in other sports as of now. So why not hockey? You know. Maybe I'm wondering if you think this is just the first thing of the world penalizing Israel in all kinds of whether it's, you know, Iran doesn't come to hockey tournaments when Israel plays. We know that. Right. So or maybe they're legitimately not anti-Semitic because they can't protect the, the players when they go into Serbia, Spain and Estonia. Have you ever played in those countries and did you yeah. ever have se security no issues? No, there's no anti-Semitism in this, Estonia, Bulgaria, Hungary. Like it's there's absolutely no problem in those countries. It's it's never had an issue there. I played in, believe me, I've waved my Israeli flag on top of my head throughout my whole career as a proud Israeli member of the national team. And from the KHL to Ukraine to Canada, Kazakhstan, like, name it. You also played in Auschwitz, Poland, Auschwitz in Poland. Yes, I, that I, was I, another I, thing you forgot to mention. Very well, important. <laughs> this is the most important. This is this is the biggest one. And in 75 years, I was the first Jew Israeli to come live by my, my my own will after 75 years in that city. And they welcomed me like this with applaud and love. And, and so I'm going to tell you, it's a lot of social media. It's it's a lot of people are uh, a lot of um, of them have nothing to do. And, and, and they, they like to be in the la mode, uh, the trend of. You know, behind be, uh, unfortunately, social media makes a lot of brave people and and to, to say whatever they want in social media and and for us, that's what we do the whole day. We we take on our phone and we see what we see this, and we see the the hate and we see a lot of bad things. So we think it's it's a big scale, but it's it's really not. The going forward, what does the men's national team want? to happen and what are you guys trying to do to um you know reverse this well i heard between us <laughs> and your 29000 followers on instagram yeah i heard that they might reverse the and the uh, decision next week from a source from a from a, a um I heard it too. <laughs> Probably the same guy, but we'll talk about it off the record when I'm not taping. Have you talked to your colleagues and your 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 teammates at all? On heard from them in Israel? Yeah, we're all in the same we're all in the same boat. We're like we we don't we don't know much. We're we're just waiting, but we're ready. You know, everybody's ready. You know, the women's team, the 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 the, uh, the junior team, they all want to. It's what they're they've been working for. For the whole year, for many years, to be in those type of tournaments, to to get together, to to show that we're we're still strong, we're we're still here, we're still playing, we're still fighting for our country, and now we're they're taking this away from us, and this is where um, uh, we're, you know, the, they're putting their stance, and we're putting our stance that we we want to show that we're still here, and we want to play, and we want to fight on the ice. And, and other sports as well. Okay. Uh, with this, if they do not allow your teams to play those couple of tournaments coming up, how does that impact the standings, if anything? Like, are they going to make you forfeit a game and lose, go down? Like, do you, can you explain? No, it's 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 most probably they're going to keep us in in the same division. 
because we didn't lose or we didn't win. Um, so they, they would keep us in the same division. They, it, it won't be a forfeit. It won't be nothing because it's it's literally not not our fault. Well, but the other thing is, wouldn't it impact some of the players maybe aging out of their level? And this for the people that like, I don't know, under under 19, under 20, don't they have to go into the army now and they won't be able to play? Can you explain how that works? I don't know. But yes, absolutely. Some of them needs to go to the army. Some of them, some of them, it would be a, their last tournament in the men's team because it's 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 on the, there's the upcoming players and, and you know, like any like any team. You know, youngsters uh, take the place of, of veterans. So, you know, people were looking forward, players were looking forward to those kind of tournaments. Uh, you said that uh, you want to do the fighting on the ice, but then you said most players are the least political. How did the two both be true at the same time? <laughs> but f- fighting, we've always been fighting. When I say fighting, doesn't mean in an angry way. It's, it's been, it's, it means fighting as, as, as a unit, as a, as a team, as a country, to to put some pride into uh, for Jews around the world and for Israelis that hey, we're here for you know we're we're here for you and then we're fighting on the ice like I've always been doing when I when I go there it's like for me it for me it's like going to war with 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 my with my family and 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 trying to win a gold and then. And this is the best way, I think, to to sort out uh, any conflict. It's a good hockey game. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're coming up to 100 days of hostages. Yes. And well, th- this is this is the one thing, you know, we are being the the the, the victims here and then they're taking this, you know, it's it's times two what's happening to us. They're taking this from us. And now they're taking this from us. So th- that's why we don't want to let it go. We we're no, no, we want to show we're, we're still standing. We want to show we're, we're here. That's why we, it's, it's really important for us to play those tournaments, especially when we, they're still hostages. Okay. It's been great to catch up with you. So, thank you. Israel's women's hockey team is still practicing despite the uncertainty. Manager Esther Silver originally was born in Calgary. She lives in a village close to the border with Lebanon, where she can hear and see artillery fire and an iron dome battery in action, blocking Hezbollah rockets aimed directly at Israel's north. Thank you. Well, it's good to see you again. I said I was mentioning to the listeners that you're in Israel. Tell us how close you are to the border with Lebanon. We're 9.1 kilometers away from the border. And we so have, what's it been like living there uh, since October 7? I'll be really honest with you. Um, I, I've been in the army, but it's been really scary. When the sirens go off, and we have Kipat um, Barzel, the Iron Dome, in our village. So when it goes off, it makes a big sound. And running down to the bomb shelter is terrifying, to say the word. But it is just part of our life. And constantly we hear artillery shooting because again, we have a battery of cannons right next to our village. So it's pretty active. And we can see when Israel shoots on the border, we can see all the smoke coming up over Lebanon. For our listeners, they probably don't think about Israel hockey during the war after October 7th. They have other hostages, whatever. But is the Israeli hockey team exempt from military service because they're on the team or do they actually have to serve as anyone serving and maybe the men's team more than the women's? We have active uh, people serving on the, in the army right now, 
but uh, most of them can make it to practices whenever they can, they come to a practice. We haven't had many practices, uh, just matter, matter of logistics and budget, but as many, tomorrow we have a practice and hopefully most of the team will be able to come. They come from quite a distance and about five or six players were evacuated from their homes in Northern Israel. So they're scattered throughout the country. So tell us about the decision by the IIHF to, and I'm going to use the word ban, but you can describe it in how you like it, uh, Israeli hockey players from competition, international competition because of safety concerns. This didn't come out of the blue. Did you guys know this was sort of in the background? It's been percolating for a couple of weeks. Um, I kind of figured it out when a meeting that I was supposed to take part in through a Zoom meeting with the IIHF for the managers of teams, I was suddenly told literally five minutes before the meeting began that I was not welcome to join the meeting. So we kind of had a hint of what was happening. And then um, they made a decision and they announced that we were not allowed to participate in the upcoming international tournaments. Uh, we queried it. We asked why, and we and it took another couple of weeks. And this week, we got the final answer that we are not welcome to participate in the tournaments uh, starting now for the boys and the men's and the women's teams in the next two to three months. So, of course, how did this go over? What did you? Re how did you react when you heard or saw the press release? Everyone was upset. And everyone was incredulous. Here we are going through a terrible situation. Our whole country is in trauma. Uh, most wonderful human beings are losing their lives, sacrificing their lives uh, every day. And so many hostages and we're just traumatized. So this was like a ray of light and hope for us that our girls could get out, have a break from everything they have to go through right now. And to hear this, Everyone was very upset and angry. Talk about the fact that the IHF based a decision on the safety. They couldn't guarantee safety for the players, the hosts and the other teams. Was that ever any concern for your teams? Because you've traveled before. You've played in European countries before. How does security work then? And how different would it be now? Well, if you recall, in our tournament in Serbia, we were constantly accompanied by police. Even if we walked to the arena, the police were there. There is a constant threat throughout the world, increased, in obviously, since October 7th, for Israelis to be attacked by terrorist groups. But that begs the question, if a country is concerned that a terrorist group might harm the Israelis and then collaterally harm other players at a hockey uh, tournament, Aren't they more concerned that they have terrorists in their mists? What is the problem? It's not the Israelis. Some people have said this is just discrimination and anti-Semitism based on sport. Is that something that is a feeling you share? On a professional level, I would say that it can be looked at from that point of view. I would like to believe that the head of the International Ice Hockey Federation, Luke Tardif, I would like to believe that he is apolitical in this matter and not anti-Semitic and that he truly has concerns about the well-being of the Israelis and the other teams. However, having said that, I would highly believe that 
countries that are participating in these tournaments and who were queried by the IIHF regarding their feelings and thoughts on Israel participating, I think Turkey, for example, or, or Iran would 100% have said, absolutely not, Israel cannot participate. I I'm sure of that. So regardless of what the IIHF itself is saying, I believe there's a pr likely, I mean, as we see in The Hague, in Europe that they are putting us on trial for genocide, where actually we're the victims of genocide. I absolutely believe that some nation states are simply anti-Israel, anti-Semitic, and would automatically reject our participation. What does this mean specifically for your women's team? Well, we're in the lowest division, but we have been strongly improving. As you know, we became second place last year. We had a very strong showing against the uh, Bosnian group. Um, it was a wonderful game and I was very proud of my women. We have a great coach and he literally brought us to the second place finish, which was a, a matter of great pride for all of us. He believes totally that we could win our division this year. So I don't know if that's a factor, but we are participating against five other countries uh, not Iran, of course, because since we are in the competition, they have decided not to take part. Our attitude all along has been, I just say to the girls, we have to be in good shape. We have to continue practicing. We have a goal of winning. If it's not this year, it'll be next year. I try very hard to maintain a very positive and in, to reinforce their participation because it is so difficult here right now. Okay, so... so are there other Canadians besides yourself affiliated with the women's team? And yes, we have. A, yeah, we have a wonderful young woman called Naomi Roy. She is a native Canadian from Northern um, Ontario. A wonderful young woman. She's joined us this year and she's totally supportive. And as well as with everyone else, very disappointed it was going to be her first tournament. You have to understand we're, we're developing, especially for us, when we're developing hockey. So for us to sit out a year, is, it's a huge setback for us. Having said that, I know that the IHF had really supported us over the last couple of years. Financially, I uh, believe that they were very supportive of us hosting the tournament last year. And uh, they really wanted us to develop and grow. They gave us a lot of uh, support in that direction. So... I'd like to believe that if we can uh, address this issue internationally on a judicial level, there's a possibility that they may reverse the decision. Also, the Canadian embassy has been in touch with me. They are very supportive of Israeli hockey, uh, women's hockey in particular. They've been wonderful to us in the past um, in every way. And they contacted me of their own initiative and they are preparing some action. I don't know exactly what. I haven't been informed. Yes, I know Lisa Stadelbauer, the current ambassador, is a big fan of your team. Now, Russia is the other country and Belarus that are banned. Um, yes. They're using the same arguments, I'm told, for the fact that Israel is banned. We're in the same situation as Ukraine. We were attacked. We were in a war that we did not want, did not ask for, and we weren't even prepared for to my great chagrin, but it is what it is. Um, so it almost comes out as if we're the aggressors here, similar to Russia, and we're not. We are the victims. And I don't believe that we cannot provide security. We've always had security. 
we'll continue having security. And if we have to, we'll hire our own security. But if a, 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 a facility, an arena is holding an event, they have to have guards, they have to check the, but that's everywhere today in Europe. They check out, we had the Maccabee, as you know, and everything went smoothly and there was no, there were no events, there were no incidents. So I don't think that that's, a, it's, a, it's not a good excuse to say that security is the reason why we're being banned, to use the word, from the international ice hockey tournaments this year. Because what's going to change over the next year? Yeah, we don't see an end in sight. Um, one last thing, you know, how should, as a Canadian, you know, for, for you, hockey's been part of a huge part of your life. We have a lot of listeners who follow hockey, of course, and, and readers who are Canadians and Americans who follow hockey. What do you want, if anything, Canada to do or can, can, can Canada help? Yes, I think if the Canadian Team Canada women could give us their voice of support, that would mean a lot. A great deal to me. I think if we could have a um, hear from them to say that they support us and that they would like to see us participate, that would be huge for us. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Don't miss the longer feature story I wrote about the whole hockey ban. It's on the CJN website, and the link is in our show notes. And while we're talking about sports, some of you might have marked the 100 days of Hamas taking Israelis hostage on Sunday by taking part in the ride to bring them home, a global bicycle ride in honor of the 132 hostages still in the hands of Hamas. There were rides held all over the world, including in Canada, Many people also hopped on their stationary bikes and tied a yellow ribbon onto the handlebars and put in the 20 or 40 kilometers indoors due to the freezing weather. The idea came from Canadian-Israeli philanthropist Sylvan Adams, who owns Israel's professional cycling team. Here's his message about the ride in Marbella, Spain, where his team is currently training. He just completed the ride to bring them home. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. Here we are, the Israel Premier Tech cycling team that represents Israel all around the world. We've just finished our ride in solidarity of our 136 hostages, marking their 100th day in captivity, which breaks our heart, thinking about uh, their fate and how they are doing. We are thinking of you. I think about you every single day, about our hostages, about you, the families. I think about you almost every single hour. We have riders today in Hong Kong, in Melbourne, in Buenos Aires, in London, in Paris, of course, here in Spain, to demand that our hostages be freed, to demand that the Red Cross have access, gain access, to learn how they are doing, to provide help and care to, to the 136 hostages that are cruelly being held in Gaza, the 136 families, each of you have representation at this uh, international cycling event. We're, we're riding with the yellow ribbon today, the same as all around the world. Today we are all brothers and sisters and we are all together. Am Israel Chai. <laughs>